Beloved, this is the hour before the wedding. This is where we're at in history as we begin to move towards the Lord's return. It is the hour before the wedding. I use this analogy a lot in the Romans 911 teachings, but when the bride walks down the aisle, she's just beautiful and all the glory is upon her. But the hour before, beloved, this is where we're at. So often, the hour before a wedding, it's a mess. There's last minute panic. And the body is a mess. We must be honest with ourselves. Take, like Nehemiah wanting to rebuild the walls, take an honest look at where the body is because the Father, if we look at John 17 as a pattern for the glory to come, if the Father needs love and unity to send the fullness of His glory. And I think we could see that pattern uh, throughout Yeshua's heart cry prayer in 17, John 17. Then we must take an, a real honest look at where the church is so that love and unity can be rebuilt in us. Remember, beloved, judgment begins in the house first. And as these shakings have begun, it's not only in the world, it's in the church. Uh, religion is being shaken. The world is being shaken. What did Yeshua say? Beware the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And these are the things I believe the Lord is going after to expose them so that the ecclesia, the body, may arise during this hour. So here we are, the hour before the wedding. And you know, we've spent the last several podcasts at the beginning and of launching and introducing the Romans 911 project. We've kind of spent many of the sessions sort of introducing the whole message, laying the foundation for it. Now we're going to begin to go deeper and we're starting uh, a new series based around the hour before the wedding. So before I begin these sessions, please allow me to address these issues of separation and disconnection in the body because they're delicate. So the reason for talking about them and delving into them at the beginning, now we've, we've kind of laid the foundation and, and introduced the whole concept of Romans 911, is that these issues need to be brought into the light, beloved, so that we can properly deal with them. There's no condemnation in Yeshua, but if these influences are affecting us, shouldn't we want to take a deeper look at them? And they must also lay the foundation for us to accept and more readily embrace this reconnection message, which is so needed as a result of many of these obstacles and issues that are in the body that need to be removed. But 
simply put, there's just so much for us to gain from this reconnection message that far outweighs anything else. And to delve into these issues adequately, I need to be very open, honest, and direct. I need to share my thoughts and heart as a Jewish believer from the Messianic perspective regarding how Jews and Gentiles have been impacted as a spiritual family. And so in these next several podcasts, I do ask you for the liberty and the love to express myself from this viewpoint in the hope of helping those of us from the Gentile side of the family, God's children from the nations, to more fully understand and grasp these most sensitive, delicate issues. In a sense, we need to dig up the past to unravel it and break off any negative influences that might still be upon us, actually, that the enemy has sowed into us that really, at this point, need to be exposed so they can be removed. I really believe this is the Father's plan to plow in our hearts and minds and remove anything that is not of the Lord so that we can get a fresher, cleaner download to move into this time and be properly prepared as the bride of Mashiach, the bride of Christ. This is my goal in helping us to realize and fulfill our destinies during these last days. And my hope and prayer is that you will take this journey with me and walk with me through many of these issues and begin to identify them more clearly and learn how they've actually affected us and how the devil is still using them against us, against God's family. Beloved, it is time for the enemy and his craftiness to be fully exposed. And it's important to point out that we are not complete as a body. The church is not complete. Israel is not complete until the broken off branches. These are Jewish souls yet to be saved, both from the Orthodox and secular communities, until they are restored and the full harvest from the nations has come in. This is what we're talking about here. This is the chapter that is opening. This is the door, the gateway, the passageway the Lord is beginning to lay before us for the last great harvest, for the end time power, and for Israel's salvation. But none of this, beloved, is going to come without our involvement, without agreement from the earth going up to heaven, that heaven's power would be released. This is the final mystery in the family that the Apostle Paul wrote about in Romans 11, 25, that we are not to be ignorant about. And this restoration, reconnection, and realignment will complete the family and ready us for the Lord's coming. So, beloved, be 
because of the sensitives and delicacies of these issues, we will be playing this introduction before each of the teachings. So if you've heard it once or twice, please feel free just to fast forward. Beloved, not only did the early church break away from its roots and heritage, but in the process, it actually became very anti-Semitic. And I strongly want to encourage you to read Dr. Michael Brown's book on anti-Semitism in the church. It's called Our Hands Are Stained With Blood, and it will really give you a, a deeper understanding of this issue. Beloved, please understand my heart here. It is in no way my intention to dredge up issues from the past to point the finger uh, at any one group to lay blame, for there is no condemnation in our Lord. But if the evil one is still able to exert his influence in light of past sins, ancestral sins, as I believe to be the case, which I will begin to explain in greater depth as we go on in these podcasts, then it needs to be addressed more fully to bring it to light so that it can be exposed and we can have the opportunity to break it off. And this will help us to get free and release us from any past residual influences that the enemy may be using against the body. You know, it's easy for us to look back and ask the question, how could this have happened? Even though scripture gave such clear direction to the Gentile believers in how they should behave towards Jewish people in Romans chapter 11. Perhaps Paul penned these instructions because he had a sense of what was coming regarding Christian treatment back towards the Jews. Paul had a divine call to reach his own people, even to the point of being stoned and facing death. No one had to convince him to reach his own blood, the Jewish people. But those who were now coming to faith in the early part of the church from the Gentile side were not a natural family to the Jews because they were now being grafted into Israel. And in the process, as the church began to grow in the nations, they were also experiencing challenges and opposition from the Jews who did not accept Yeshua. So the call to love Israel was never an easy one, right from the start. But it's clear that the ancestral church clearly misunderstood God's action towards the Jewish people by interpreting his judgment on them as final rather than a judgment, a dispersion, and a restoration at the end, which scripture points out towards us. Here are some references. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 4 through 6, Ezekiel 36, 
verses 22 to 32, and Romans 11, 25 to 29. Interesting that it's in the Torah, the five books of Moses, it's in the prophets, and it's also in the new covenant. Please also keep in mind that the ancestral church had just witnessed and experienced God's judgment against Israel and the Jewish people with two major Roman attacks. The first one destroyed the temple in 70 AD, and the second, which occurred in 135 AD, killed and dispersed the balance of Israel throughout the nations as Moses and Yeshua, Jesus, had foretold. Unlike the rest of humanity, God called Israel to face the law, which brought sin into account. As a result, Israel had to suffer the consequences of its disobedience. Remember that when much is given, much is expected. But most of the church, beloved, failed to discern God's unconditional love and his covenants to ultimately restore Israel. And the church also failed to discern the numerous scriptures and prophecies that support their ultimate redemption as his firstborn children in the family. God's gifts and calls are irrevocable. This is referenced in Romans chapter 11, verse 29. Indeed, as Jesus informed us, this ensured that the first would be last. And it wasn't long after that the church began to develop with all these goings on, that anti-Semitism began to creep into the church. But let's also focus and fast forward to the uh, the fourth century when Rome now embraces Christianity through Constantine. We must understand that Rome hated the Jews. They were already seeped in anti-Semitism. And while there were good things that came out of, of the church uh, being nationalized and, and, and going out into the world, when it came to these influences, uh, it definitely was not a good thing. And uh, the Roman church then looked for several centuries to sever any connection to its Jewish roots and heritage. And, and as we know, sadly, from church history, the Jewish people were persecuted by the church. But the most crucial point in our understanding, beloved, here is not necessarily how our church ancestors acted, but rather how the devil was able to seduce the very vessels that were called to love Israel, make them jealous, um, love them on account of the patriots, do not be arrogant thinking that we have replaced them. And instead, he was able to get them to persecute and destroy the Jewish people who rejected Yeshua. What a despicable plan. And yet, 
in the ancestral church's humanity. They fell for it. There's an interesting picture here. In Israel's humanity, they failed to uphold the law. But in the church's humanity, up to this point, we have really failed to love Israel, which is why now we need to move into repentance and begin to correct this. You know, this can be hard for us to process, but the key here is that, that we truly want to be free. We need to be willing to face our past before we can break off the unclean spiritual ties that might remain so that we can be freed from the enemy's hold. For God has given all of us over to disobedience. This is how Paul ends his dissertation on Israel and the church. Can I paraphrase? When it comes to this restoration in God's family between Jew and Gentile, with the olive tree coming together in love and unity, crossing over and enjoying and upholding and respecting each other's expressions within the context of the one you met, God has given us over to disobedience that he may have his mercy on us all. And beloved, this is where we are. It's not about what we've done wrong, but it is about us understanding any, any lingering influences that may need to be broken off because the reconnection is about what we need to do right to lay the foundation for us to move into the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer and our great role to call on the breath and the four winds from a reunited bride that Israel would come back to life. And there is a key role for us to play along with the heart of the Father and Yeshua and, and the Holy Spirit that we join as one in his plans and purposes for Israel to be reborn. And as we shift back into that focus, back into the kingdom principle, which we began to talk about already, that the gospel is to the Jew first and then to the Greek, there is a power equation. It's like a, a, the golden key goes into the door and unlocks the pathway to the final great outpouring, the end time harvest and Israel's salvation. Beloved, there is so much more for us to look forward to here that meets the eye, but we must be willing to look at the past to find our futures. May the God of Israel richly bless you in all you do with lots of love in Yeshua, in Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Grant, for that insightful discussion. To dialogue with Grant and Halley, please send comments and questions to email at romans911.org. Again, that's email at romans911.org. 
If you resonate with the Romans 911 project, please pray about partnering with us to bring this reconnection message to the threshold of the church. Sign up for our monthly email. Join our global virtual meetings with other believers to dialogue and pray together. And most important, read the Romans 911 book, Time to Sound the Alarm, and view the Romans 911 study guide 12 to 14 hour video teachings, which are free when you purchase the study guide. The Romans 911 books and teachings are transformational into God's end time plans to prepare the bride and reform the church. They help to create the breakthrough that will change the world. The reconnection message is like a golden key from the heart of the Father to restore love and unity in God's family that opens the door to the fulfillment of Yeshua's prayer in John 17. And it establishes the pathway for the body of Messiah, the body of Christ, to receive the greater glory. But this reconnection message in the one new man has been hidden during the church age in the mystery to reawaken Israel to faith and is only just now coming to light. That's why we need your help to fund this project, to bring the message forth, to help us blow the holy shofar, to awaken the greater church into this restoration. Now is the time. Would you pray to give Chai, to give life to the reconnection, to reach the church and the messianic body and help unite the family of God? To fund the Romans 911 project, we have created the Give Chai Life Campaign. Chai is a Hebrew word meaning life, but it also represents the number 18. And for just one Chai, $18 a month, you can make a difference. Please be prayerful about this. We can't do this without precious saints like yourself who are beginning to get this revelation to help us bring this message before the church. For more information on the Romans 911 project, please visit our website at romans911.org. It's easy to remember, romans911.org. Please also subscribe to the Romans 911 Project wherever you listen to podcasts at the end.